So, Richie, I have good news. Mm-hmm. We know the number of this episode. 39. 39, that's three in a row. Yep. It certainly feels like it. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay. Um. So let me open the Braidor wiki page. That's uh, Mef's wiki. <laughs> the Braidor wiki. <laughs> yeah. I haven't mentioned this to you before, but I do run braidor.wikia.com. Your number one source for information <laughs> on Braidor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm talking, of course, about the... The Bloodborne Wiki. And what's the link? Bloodborne-wiki.com It's an incredibly informative website that tells you all kinds of really important, useful information. And then there's some other things that no one fucking cares about that are written by me. <laughs> Can you give us an example? Well, uh, what I'm working on now is I'm playing through the game on version 1.0. So, like, when Bloodborne launched, there was a day one patch. So when you put the disc in, it automatically started downloading a patch. But um, what I've done is I deleted the game, and I turned my PS4's online off, and I just put the disc in and played it so it couldn't download the patch. And made a list of all the things that changed. And I've got little images up and, like, animated GIFs and things, if you're curious, at, uh, about what changed. And it's not that interesting at all. Oh, okay. Cool. But if you're a completist and you, you want to see, like, oh, wow, that light uh, that's uh, it's blue now used to be yellow. Mm -hmm. I've just thought the most interesting part. <laughs> so, you know what? This is going to be easy for us because... Braider is one character, and he's pretty concise. Yep, he just sits in a cell. Yeah, and yep. I actually know about him. I actually made lore on him yep. back in the day before this whole thing started. Yep. So I imagine that this is going to be quite simple and straightforward and not take very long. I'm hoping so, mm. but you know, there's a part of me where it's like, there's always this duality. Whenever we do an episode, I'm like, okay, maybe this is the episode that we'll do right. Like, this will be the one yeah. that will be perfect and smooth and good. And I think most of our episodes start with that intention. Mm. And it, it just doesn't work out that way. No, but no. I think this this is the one where it will just be perfect. This is like, this is the episode that we've been trying to achieve ever since this went downhill. <laughs> since this went downhill, which I believe was about 10 months ago in the first episode. <laughs> no! First episode was good. <laughs> okay. You see, you're taking us off track, but I'm going to be the shipster this time. The shipster. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and <laughs> I will take us back on track. Okay. okay. Richard Peelbeam. Yes. Dr. JSF. Yes. Recent graduate of Dignity City.
understand that reference, <laughs> please watch episode 37. <laughs> okay. Who's Braidor? Braidor is a... He's called Braidor the Church Assassin. He is a... He's a very old man who sits in a cell in the Hunter's Nightmare. Or in Hunter's Nightmare, there is a prison. And the prison are the hunters who were uh, the churches locked up. Uh, Braidor is one of them. He is in a cell, and he was given by the church a special bell. It's like the sinister bell that you use to invade other players with. And he has his own unique bell. And what happens is that his goal, his job is to guard the fishing hamlet, because that's where the sort of the secret of what the healing church did is, is sealed away. So, what will happen is you'll encounter Braidor, and he will say, like, basically, just don't, don't go any further. And of course, you do. And then, when you arrive at the fishing hamlet, you start hearing Braidor's bell ring. And when it's rung, he he invades you, um, like a hostile player invades you. So you get attacked by a sort of red version of Braidor that appears out of the ground. And what's interesting about Braidor is that in his cell, he is a very old man. He's got quite wrinkly skin and lots of scraggly gray hair. But then when he invades you, he is much younger. His hair's a lot neater, and he's, it's black, and he doesn't have any wrinkles. So he, what he's projecting to, to attack you with is like a younger version of himself. And he attacks you, he attacks you four times in the Hamlet. And um, what happens is that Prior to your arrival, Simon, the Seeker of Secrets, arrived in the hamlet, and Braidor got him. And you can encounter Simon there, and he's dying, and he gives you a key. And he says, like, this is the key to the cell where Braidor is. So, you then go back to the church prison, go underground with your key. Um, if you, as soon as you have the key, once you go there, instead of the, um, what you normally see, you will see that the guards in the prison have been killed. And Braidor's phantom has invaded there, and he is like, I don't know why he kills them, actually, because presumably they're on the same side. And he is um, in the... He's waiting for you there, you have to fight him a fifth time, and then you can then open the cell, go down, and see the real Braidor sitting on his... is sitting in his cell, ringing his bell, and he doesn't attempt to fight you, he takes one hit to kill with just anything, he just instantly collapses. And uh, that's the end of Braidor. And the thing is that if you go and you grab the key from Simon and just run back to the prison, you can kill Braidor immediately, and then he just won't show up in the hamlet at all. And on the spots where he would invade you, uh, the items he would have dropped when you killed him. Mm -hmm. yeah. Thank you. Okay, so now let's talk about uh, what he's wearing, and his weapons. Okay, so um, Braidor's signature weapon is the blood letter. Which I will just look up. Hang on. And uh, somebody told me, interestingly enough, that in the French translation, it's translated something like... They translated it as literally a blood letter. Like, a letter written in blood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, oh, Richie. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think Braidor is like 
Sideshow Bob. Oh, he's riding in it. <laughs> Use a pen, Brader. <laughs> His signature weapon, and that's the only way to get it is to beat him, is called the Blood Letter. And what the Blood Letter is, is it's a spear kind of deal with these big jagged spikes on the end of it. And you use it like normally as a spear, but what happens is that if when you transform it, you stab yourself through the stomach with this spear thing. Then the blood, um, I guess, coats it. And then the end of the spear becomes basically a gigantic blood gem. It turns into this huge mass of blood with all these spikes coming out of it. <laughs> and it talks about how, like, that's... It says that's, like, the true form of the weapon. And um, what happens is when you use that, it actually inflicts frenzy on you. So if you continuously use the bloodletter, you will actually die of frenzy. Which is unique, because the other... Um, other weapons like the, the Chikage and the Garius wheel will drain your hit points, but this actually inflicts a status effect, which is not normal for a weapon in Bloodborne. Hmm. What does that mean? Well, what it says is that the blood letter, like, it's it's technically a weapon, but it also talks about, like, Braidor used this on himself constantly to expel blood from his body. Mm-hmm. So he was, like, cutting himself open to get... I assume, like, he thought he had beast blood in him. He was desperately trying to get it out before he transformed. So he was stabbing himself with this thing and making the blood, like, leak out. Mm-hmm. Mm. And for those who may not be aware, uh, bloodletting is a thing. Yeah. Or was a thing. And yeah. I have the Wikipedia page open, which is my go-to source for lore research. And it says, um, bloodletting is the withdrawal of blood from a patient to prevent or cure illness and disease. Yes. Bloodletting, whether by a physician or by leeches, was based on an ancient system of medicine in which blood and other bodily fluids were regarded as humors and had to remain in proper balance to maintain health. It is claimed to have been the most common medical practice performed by surgeons from antiquity until the late 19th century, a span of almost 2,000 years. In Europe, the practice continued to be relatively common until the end of the 18th century. Yeah, and like it's, um, it's one of those things where like you can look on it as this is, this is clearly like rubbish. But also, like it did, it did work. Like it did get results. Like if you are suffering from certain conditions and you bleed yourself, like the symptoms will, like at least the symptoms will sort of start to go away. Huh. Um. Like if I think if you have a fever and you bloodlet, like the you will your your temperature will go down. I think just because there's less blood in you. So like it, it was seen as like okay, this is this is getting results. I guess. Um, <laughs> what it um what it does in Bloodborne is like there's a a boss also called the Bloodletting Beast. We should point out, mm-hmm. and the the Bloodletting Beast's back is like ripped open. So I think the idea is that like the Bloodletting Beast and Braidor, they're both they were stabbing themselves to try to get all this blood out of them. Do you think Braidor stabbed the bloodletting beast? Well, Braidor is wearing the scalp of um what it says here is like Braidor's Braidor's set is literally the set that you start the game in, the foreign set. 
but it's mm-hmm. covered in blood stains, and it's got a cleric beast's scalp over the top of it. So it says here that, mm-hmm. like, um, Brador's the helmet is called Brador's testimony, and it says like, um, uh, the hunter Brador, a healing church assassin, killed a compatriot. Afterwards, he wore his ally's own scalp. So the idea is Brador mm-hmm. had to kill like a former friend of his who had turned into a cleric beast. Uh-huh. And I think, I don't know if other people had the same theory before. Yeah. Uh, but um, Redgrave mentioned that, um, you know what I'm trying to say? I'm trying to get my thoughts. Finish my sentence, Richie. <laughs> Did it, that Braidor came from, Braidor recognizes you. No, the other thing about the scalp. That it's Lawrence's. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. I... Yeah. Oh, wait, so you disagree... Do you do you disagree with Redgrave, sir? Well, I don't know. Oh. The, well, okay, I think, I think if it were that the game wouldn't be so cagey about it. Because it's just like, the scalp of a cleric beast, uh, Braidor's compatriot. So, like... It, it's like a lot of things where... I think in general the games aren't trying to be that obscure. Like they don't deliberately withhold information like that for no reason. So I think it is like just a cleric piece. What is the Japanese translation? Or I guess what is the Japanese text? I don't have it with me. Find it. Well, I'd have to get it translated. It'd be quite a while. (sighs) We were doing a full professional podcast, Rich, and now you ruined it. Are you looking for it? No. Oh, for God's sake. Are you looking for it now? Yeah, I'm looking for it now. Yes! Okay, cool, good. <laughs> Is this the podcast that finally, like, ends it? What do you mean? Like, I, get, I get so annoyed in this one that I'm finally like, no, we're not doing this anymore. And no one will ever have to hear me again, so their wishes will come true. <laughs> The thing is, like, Lawrence becomes the first cleric beast. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I, I don't think it's Lawrence. Um, okay. Uh, in, the, uh, in the dungeon, does Lawrence still have his horns and stuff? But see, there you're assuming that the... If you assume the bloodletting beast is Lawrence, then it's clearly not, then it's clearly not Lawrence's scalp, because the bloodletting beast doesn't look like that doesn't look like a big wolf with horns. Oh my god, right. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> but, like, we don't know to what degree the DLC is trying to retcon that because they don't say anything. Mm-hmm. Because the DLC might also be saying, no, we've changed our minds. Uh, Lawrence was just a cleric beast, a bloodletting beast, or something else. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, so I, it yeah. I do mm-hmm. think that like if it was Lawrence, they would have made it clearer. Okay. Because it just says like Brado's friend, Brado's yeah. compatriot, like etc. Yeah. No, but it's true what you say, and it goes back to what we've been talking about today—that the translations somehow 
sometimes make things a lot more complicated and convoluted than they actually are? Well, yeah, that's true, because so much of, like, I think because, like, a lot of what's seen as mysterious is just structured in a way that, like, you find the information that makes everything click later on. You don't have it to begin with. That's not the same as, like, there's just no answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, at least, well, at least to speak for myself in my case, uh, when I was making lore videos, when I would try to figure out what was going on, I would try to fill in blanks in the confusing things that were kind of not very clear. But in the end, like after talking to you, for example, for a while, it's like, oh, wait, what do you mean that's not what the Japanese text said? What do you mean there's this? What do you mean there's that? Well, this this is something that I predict Loki is going to talk about a bit, because we have just started talking to him about coming back on again and like yeah like he 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 was talking to me earlier and he is extremely unhappy with a lot of a lot of dark souls 2 being like the stuff in that that seemed confusing he's just openly like no um it was completely (laughs) straight his exact words were like some translator who thinks he's the next fucking shakespeare (laughs) decided to sort of add all these like flourishes and things that weren't there and it confused everyone and again, like it's um, I think what especially with like with the Dark Souls games, if you're dealing with fantasy and horror, and then you start adding metaphors, like it's actually not clear what's a metaphor anymore. Because if you say like, yeah. I do this to purge my sins, um, purging your sins is a gameplay mechanic as well. Like it's it's also <laughs> something that happens in the game. So it's like, uh, does that like? So do you? Do you actually is this actually reducing your sin count in some way? Like it's it's <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, but yeah, but these like these conversations and podcasts and before the podcast, just talking to you helped me understand Bloodborne a lot. Um like a lot better. Just like looking at the big picture and realizing like, well, that's not that complicated. It really isn't. Yeah, it's it's pretty straightforward. Like it it just it outright tells you everything that you need to know to follow it. There are obviously, like, because it's it's one game set in one world, every single minor detail is not going to be th- spelled out, but that's true of all works of fiction. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, and, I, yeah, you read any work of fiction, like, there's going to be, like, well, what happens, blah, blah, blah. It's just not in there because it's not relevant. It doesn't mean that, that it's trying to set up a, a complicated mystery. So back to Braidor. Oh, God. Yeah, Braidor. The podcast that was supposed to... Okay, we got this. We got this. Okay, Okay, Braidor. Japanese translation. Did you find it? It's the same, from what I can tell. Does it say (laughs) Braidor killed Lawrence just like Ludwig killed Maria? No, it does not say that. I'm sorry. It just says, like, basically the same. (laughs) It's the hide of a cleric beast for Braidor's compatriot, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, Okay. But yeah, I, I think if it was going to be as... I don't think they would hide something that was that significant entirely from you. It's like, it's, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. And what does the rest of his set say? It's just basically the same thing. It's just like, well, well his, um, his chest piece, like it, it outright says this is foreign garb that would not draw attention if it wasn't for the beast hide on it. Mm-hmm. And it's saying this is foreign garb because it's literally the foreign garb that you start the game in. 
Mm-hmm. Which is called the far like what you're wearing at the start of the game is called the foreign garb, and what Praetor is wearing is is your set with cleric beast blood all over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's me- I th- it's it's meant to draw a connection between you and Braidor. Oh, and that's something you mentioned earlier, and I said no, that's not what I'm thinking. That uh, Redgrave mentioned that uh, Braidor may actually know you. Well, no, I, when I said connection, I don't mean like literally you know each other. I just mean like it's showing that, hey, you know, this is a guy who came to Yarnum from somewhere far away and got oh. drawn into this, and now like it's destroyed him mentally and he's locked in a cell and all he can do is like murder people. And like this, oh. it's almost like it's warning you like, this is the path you could end up going down. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like a oh, warning. Cool. Like I used to be like you and this is what has happened. Like, that's what it's mm-hmm. it's doing. Redgrave thought that okay. he did actually know you. And I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think it's that. You know, a fun uh, fact, when I watched that, uh, well, I was following you and Redgrave like from a while back yeah. as you were putting out videos. Yeah. And that video when Redgrave was talking about it, he's like, well, you know, in the title screen, when you go back to the character creation and there's like lore in the character. And I was like, what? I completely forgot about that. Oh, yeah, that. the origins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. was really cool to sort of rediscover it again. It was a very like cool moment where it's yeah. like, oh my God, I can't believe I forgot. This is a really cool game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Did you unlock the murdered Maria origin that you get from beating Ludwig? <laughs> of course I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Coming soon to a dandy near you. <laughs> um, so he also has a gun. Here's Ludwig's rifle, yeah. So that means he's a church hunter, I guess? Well, you can kind of, like... It gives you a rough idea of... Um, chronology, because Ludwig's rifle yeah. happens when Ludwig's in charge of the workshop. So this, like, mm-hmm. it's clearly not at the very beginning of the Healing Church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it would, like, it's not clear when Ludwig takes over from German, but, like, this is, it's from Ludwig's era, basically. And he's he's literally in the cell, like, next to Ludwig. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you, like, if you um, look, it's not clear, like, when they're all. The, the stupid, confusing thing is that, like, the whole Hunter's Nightmare situation, um, this place was probably just going to be, like, a prison in Yarnum. <laughs> the way that it's in the Nightmare confuses everything. So it's like, well, how is the church operating a prison in the Nightmare? But, um, yeah. Was the prison going to be in Yarnum or in Hamwick? I think it was going to be under the cathedral in Yarnum. Looks like that was... Okay. Yeah. Like, the church just would have had a prison where they locked right. up... Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hunters okay. who were getting blood drunk or had seen too much. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, you mentioned something about Hamwick at some oh, point. Oh, well, like, the there's early shots that show Amelia in the Witch of Hamwick's boss room. And we were thinking, mm-hmm. like, well, all right, maybe that was just, um, they had that boss finished and they put her in that room to kind of show her off. But if mm-hmm. you look at the actual image, um, the wooden, it's really hard to tell, but it is, like, missing. The sort of wooden beam in the middle of that room that you can go over, that's not there. Mm-hmm. And 
So, like, it would have been a big open area where you could fight a big beast boss like Amelia. And we know also that Amelia, like, wasn't supposed to be in the Grand Cathedral initially. She was somewhere else. And, like, that room in general, it is kind of reminiscent of Ludwig because you have this, like, big open space and there's just corpses, like a big room full of corpses, like Ludwig's room. Right. And then next to that, there's, like, this, um, it's like that hunter is in a, it's like a corpse of a hunter in a cell, almost, like, locked away. And I'm starting, and, like, we know now that uh, Vicar Amelia started off as a character just called Saint Laura. So I'm wondering if, like, maybe that that area where you fight Amelia and there's the, the hunter in the cell, if that started off like... Oh, the other thing you need to point out is that, like, the interior of Witch's Abode, which is what we're talking about, it in absolutely no way matches the exterior. It's like a, it's like a reverse TARDIS. Like, you go into this enormous building, and it's just one little tiny walkway, like one tiny flight of stairs at least to a really tiny room and then nothing. But from the outside, it's this huge mansion. Are you still there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just yeah. listening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rich is so not used to me just like being no, I, quiet I and concentrated. I heard a beeping noise and I thought... Like, oh yeah, that's yeah. the microwave. Yeah. It's just like, hey, you haven't had a snack in a while. Yeah. Is that going to be like uh, some merch <laughs> you're going to sell the snack alarm? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's just, just like an app, and every every half an hour it reminds you to have another snack. Well, I haven't figured it out with this microwave, I'll be honest. Nothing is in it. But yeah. sometimes it beeps at you. <laughs> like, it just goes beep, beep. Stop talking. I don't know. <laughs> beep, Stop talking. Oh, my boyfriend is clapping at me. Oh, is it just reminding you that you left food there? Oh my god! Oh my god, I just discovered something about my microwave! Richie? Yeah. So, yeah, my boyfriend warmed something up for himself, but it finished warming up. Yeah. And the microwave is like, it's been a few minutes, he didn't pick it up, so the microwave is like, beep, beep, like, your food is still in the microwave, go get it. Holy moly, that microwave is smarter than I am. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's just going to be part of your Willem thing. That you end up trying to <laughs> meditate so you're as smart as a microwave. While you're staring at a microwave. <laughs> when this started, you were like, this is the one that's going to be really on topic. Oh, no. Yeah. Did I tell you the story about the TV? I told you the story about yeah. the TV. Yeah. Any, anyway. <laughs> Amelia, right. So, yeah. Yeah. As we discussed. <laughs> so, so what I was thinking is like, was this. Well, the, the other thing is that um, the CG intro, it shows the hunter going like underground. And there's like another altar underground. And then in, right, yeah. in the DLC, like you see in the in the cathedral there, the altar can go up and down. There's like a, a hidden thing underground. So like I'm wondering if the plan initially was that that the area that we now know is which is about the interior but not the exterior, if that was intended as like a prison area, like you find in the DLC. And there would have been like hunters locked up there. Like you find the guy with the rune workshop tool. Mm-hmm. 
And, like, the Amelia character would have been the equivalent of, like, Ludwig, like this big sort of beast boss in the center and then these little cells off to the side. Oh, so it would be, like, parallels or something. No, but so I... So it would I, have two prisons, one there and one here. No, no, but I mean, like, um, like the, the DLC is just, like, a do-over. Like, here's a concept oh. we had, we didn't have time to finish it, so here it is again, oh, like, okay. finished. In the same way that, like, the, the research hall area is, like, clearly they had Upper Cathedral Ward planned, and they had, mm-hmm. like, we know that there was a hunter in the clock tower at one point. We don't know who it was. And uh-huh. so, like, the, the research hall DLC area is basically, like, here's the stuff we didn't have time to finish beforehand. Because, <laughs> okay. like, yeah, we we know that, like, you could go to Upper Cathedral Ward. We know that there was a hunter in the clock tower. We know was that it Maria? We we literally don't know. There's just a character called. It's it's not even a character. It's just a reference to like Clock Tower Hunter. And there's a Clock Tower Hunter badge you could have gotten from them. Clock Tower Hunter badge would have been a badge. You <gasps> that got. means, oh wow, yeah, okay, cool, and there. There's also, like, an enlarged brain patient that probably would have been there as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So maybe you keep telling me that there's no reference to Maria in main game, but maybe that's Maria. It could be anyone. Usually you say that ironically. <laughs> Well, it, it could be anyway. Literally, all it is is an unused item called the Clock Tower Hunter Badge, mm-hmm. and it it kind of looks like um like a like a spire like on the top of the tower. It's like like a spike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Back to Braidor. Back to Braidor. <laughs> uh, Mav has uh, a slider on her wiki. To make your own Braidor. Really? Yeah. You can. You can't. Can you make your own Braidor? Yeah, that's what the sliders are. The sliders are like if you. She has the data mind um, values everyone's faces, so like that's officially like that's the values they use to make Braidor space. So you can get that and plug it in, and you will look exactly like Braidor. Oh! Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Do you, do you know who screenshotted all of those sliders? Richie? It might have been. It just oh might my have God. been. <laughs> so Braidor, so this looks like he's uh he's old. There's there's old and young Braidor, yeah. Where's young Braidor? Um I don't know. He might not be in there because he's not an NPC, he's like an invader. Oh. But old Braidor looks like uh like a hipster lumberjack type deal. Do you think so? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Hmm. There's a cut character called Brandon that's very close to Braidor, so I wonder if, like, huh. maybe Brandon and Braidor were connected at some point. Like, he's a do-over of whoever Brandon was. Also, I just googled Mav's wiki, yep. and it says here that a QA tester manager's name is Brandon Fenton. Yep. And then there's another uh, contingent game test analyst 
whose name is Brendan Wichelt. Yep. Hmm. Hmm. Let's see if there are any Marias in the cast. Oh my god! Richie! Yeah. Oh my god! Spanish localization! Yeah. Synthesis International! The Doll! Maria Blanco! Oh my god! Oh my god! Literally the most popular female name in the Western world. <laughs> what are the odds? <laughs> and then, and then, okay. A lonely old dear is Maria Teresa Nela. Yep. Oh, snap. Let's see if there are any more Maria. There are more Marias. Okay. The branding, uh, the manager from brand, uh, manager brand marketing is Maria Lee. No, yep. Mariana Lee. Sorry, Mariana. It's just I was control effing Maria and yeah. Yep. So never mind. Okay. There's a Marianne tool. Who's the vice president of SCEE Legal and Business Affairs? So you think that the Maria character was named after the vice president of Sony Computer <laughs> Entertainment Europe's legal legal affairs? <laughs> I don't know. Can't just be a coincidence. Let's look for other names. Oh my god, this oh. is cool. Okay, we have Lawrence. No, only Lawrence. German. It was no, it was but thirty seven minutes ago that you said this is gonna be the one that's really on topic. I can feel it. <laughs> it is on topic. Braidor. Okay. Only Braidor's one Braidor. not a real name. <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> I'm gonna Google it. Braidor name. Bra- Braidor may refer to Braidor or Braidor Bay. A community within Blanc, Sablon, Quebec, Canada. Oh, Braidor River, babe, babe, babe. Did you hear that? Oh my God, this is exciting. This podcast just got good. Okay, look. Richie. Richie. Yep. Look. Yep, it's a river in Quebec. You're pulling a number 23. (laughs) My boyfriend's like, you're pulling a number 23. And, and a brand of beer. Uh, Molson Braidor is a brand of Molson Coors beer. So it's not, it, it's something. It means something. Yeah, but it's not a, a person's name. Well, maybe it was a person's name long ago, and then they named a river after that person. Braidor River flows in the city of Blanc-Sablon in the regional community municipality MRC, Le Golfe de Saint-Laurent Régional, County Municipality, in the administrative region of North Shore in Quebec, Canada. Several names use the term Braidor, village, town, bay, river, lake, bay, hills, Braidor, bird sanctuary of Braidor Bay, and biodiversity reserve, hills, Braidor. I don't know where the name Braidor comes from, it's just used frequently in this place. So, Braidor is Canadian. Okay. I figured it out. That's because he comes from a foreign land or whatever, right? So the foreign land is Canada. The foreign land is Canada. Also the land where they made the Chicago? Yes. (laughs) Also Canada. (laughs) Yay. Okay. So this is relevant to the podcast. We're figuring things out. No, it isn't. Um, 
Uh, so where were we? <laughs> right, Braidor's Young Slider. You were supposed to send it to me. Okay. <laughs> we went from Braidor's Young Slider to whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> oh. It's only 40 minutes in. We can get this back on track. <laughs> No, so I was talking about Brandon, right, as this cut Oh, character. right, right, and, okay. Well, yeah. As I was about to say before you started reading everyone's name in the credits, um, <laughs> the set that Eileen wears is called Brandon's Bloody Crow set. Right, right. Yeah, 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 and, I remember that. And the name Brandon means crow. So, like, that's probably where the name came from. So it has nothing to do with Braydor. Well, I'm wondering, well, yeah, but they already made Eileen, so I'm wondering if, like, because they recycle names constantly, so I'm wondering if, like, oh, Radar is okay. a recycled yeah. Brandon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, makes sense, yeah. <sighs> I can show you something really weird, actually, about Brado's concept art. Because in Brado's concept art, it looks like he's wearing the skull as well as the the, um, the, the scalp. He's got, like, a it's hard to tell because it's, it's either like a really weird mask or he's actually wearing a skull. What the f? You know what he looks like right now? He looks like he should be in Death Stranding. Yeah. Yeah, with the skull mask and everything and the yeah. outfit. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I see what you mean. Oh, yeah. oh, oh! He looks kind of like a Wendigo here. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's from Canada. Oh my god! Richie, yeah! Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. He came from Canada and he killed, he killed Wendigo. <laughs> but Wendigos are also Canadian, so do you think Wendigos... You know how birds, they, like, fly to... They migrate. Oh. Uh, they migrate, there we yeah, go, yeah. yeah. So do you think Wendigos, like, during winter or whatever, migrate to Yarnum and then go back to Canada? It's like vast herds of Wendigo migrating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like as, as the seasons change, the, the Canadians get their Wendigo herds and herd them across the plains <laughs> to find new grazing. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know what happens where you are. We should have a podcast on Wendigos. Wink, wink. I think we should have a podcast on Wendigos, wink, wink, which means you read up wink. about <laughs> Wendigos and explain it to me. Okay, but I was winking about something else. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Wink? Uh, did you wink back? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Okay. Because I was literally winking as I was saying wink, and I was winking really intensely, because, like, as if, if I wink intensely, you'll see it, as yeah. opposed to winking lightly. Yeah. Good. Okay. <laughs> so, we talked about he... Did we talk about his shoes? No, but I'm wondering what you have to say about his shoes. Is it the... Foreigner set shoes, or is it a different? I'm type pretty of shoes? sure it is. Bloodied foreign trousers, braid or dunder compatriots, beastly, beastly scalp, and hide while still moist with blood. Yeah, that's it's just the foreign set. 
Why don't we have like separate shoes in Bloodborne? Like we have hats, we have gloves. Yeah. Why don't we have shoes? We have Ariana's shoes. Can you put them on though? Yeah. How? If you put them on, you just have nothing on except the shoes. So you have no pants? Yeah, you're supposed to wear the dress with it, because the dress goes down. Well, what if I want to wear pants with it? I have to pick between pants and shoes? Well, if you... There's, like, some of the pants have, um... Have, like... I don't know. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm not okay with that. Sometimes you want to wear shoes with pants. That's normal. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, but a lot of the pants, like, have shoes with them. You can just put them on. Do you think the shoes are sort of sewn onto the pants? <laughs> Is that what's going on in Bloodborne? Well, the most baffling shoes are the Healing Church ones. Because they have heels. But it's not like they have heels. They have, like, a really, like, pretty intense stiletto heel going on. like. This is like the to- the tomb prospector shoes have a heel to them. Mm-hmm. The black and white church doctor sets like are actual just high heeled shoes. Like this is not this is not practical. Richie, it doesn't have to be practical. But the thing is, you find them before you wade through some mud. So I'm like, this is the worst possible thing to be wearing in forbidden woods. Oh my god, Richie, no. Yeah. Okay, what happens is. Uh, like, at work, I have three pairs of shoes under my desk. I have sneakers, I have, like, little boots type deal, and I have flats. And what happens is, like, if nobody's in the office and you're alone, you wear sneakers for comfort. And depending on what you wear on any given day, if, like, the boss comes by or whatever important people come by, you put on your good shoes. Yeah. So same thing, like, you put on your good healing church shoes when, like, like there's somebody, like, the director is coming by. Well, put on your good shoes, you know what I mean? Don't walk around in sneakers, that's unprofessional. Don't walk around in sandals, that's not allowed. The vicar's coming by. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so basically you're not to... Yeah, you're not meant to wear those shoes every day. Those are your special shoes you keep under your desk. You're just playing the game wrong. <laughs> to hunt beasts and walk around in mud or whatever, you have other shoes. Right. I'm glad we cleared that up. Four oh five a.m. I feel like we're both reminiscing about how this podcast started, and we feel a little bit ashamed. Well, (laughs) I think you should feel more shame than me, because, like, (laughs) you're the one who (laughs) said it was going to be short. And don't track. I can feel it. (laughs) So... You can yeah. you can predict cut content, but you can't predict how long things will take. What was I remember this one where you said like I thought this would take ten minutes and it ends up taking two hours and by the end you can't breathe. I forgot oh my which god! One that was. 
Oh, you know, there's actually more than one. I know yeah. what you're talking about, though, but I can't remember which one it is. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. It's good. It's good. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um Okay, so Brader has a bell. Who, who gave it to him and why and how the, does it work? The church gave him the bell. It works by letting him invade people who are in the fishing hamlet. They gave it to him so that he would stop people from uncovering the horrible secret of the healing church. Okay. And Brader's in the cell in the nightmare. How did he get there? Well, that's what we were talking about before, before it went completely off topic. But, like, the idea is the church locked him up in the cell. But then that doesn't quite square with how the cell is also in the nightmare. So I guess you just have to say, like, maybe he died in the cell and passed on to the nightmare. He, like, projected himself into the nightmare, like Mikolash or something. But it, the thing is, it is treated like he is just in a cell in the waking world. So would you say this is one of those things that don't, like, completely match up because of... Well, it doesn't match up because the whole concept of the Hunter's Nightmare was, like, added later. Mm -hmm. So this would have, like, when it was conceived of initially, that would have just been a prison in the waking world. That's why it seems so weird. Mm -hmm. Because that's why, like, yeah, you're told that, like, this is the nightmare, but also it's just acting like you're just in Yarnum for a lot of it. And that's why. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um... Okay, so we talked about his getup, his weapons. Yep. His location. Yep. Oh, let's talk about his dialogue. Okay. 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 Do you have his dialogue on hand? Oh, let's go get it. He doesn't have very much, actually. Well, there's a bunch, actually. Can you do a braider voice? I've forgotten what he sounds like. Me too. I just ignore him. I just run past him. I just run past him, run to the hamlet, run back and kill him. Oh, that's so mean, though. He tries to kill me. Everything tries to kill you. Yes. He probably has a really good reason. Well, his reason is that he's hiding, like, the church secret. Like, he's actually preventing you from from saving everyone. Hmm. He actually sounds rather calm. I forgot about that. Yeah, he's been doing this for a while. (laughs) It's just business. Uh, Yeah. Oh my god, he sounds like... Oh, that's sad. He's, like, bored and tired. Yeah. And his bed is broken. Is his bed really broken? Yeah. Because I see this on the video I sent you from Moonlight Butterfly. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Moonlight Butterfly has, like, all the dialogues and all all that stuff yeah. from the Soulsborne series. It's a great resource. Like, it's amazing. Yeah, Moonlight Butterfly has it all on YouTube. It's very easy to find. Yeah. And um, yeah. if you want, like, it's slightly... If you want, like everything you can go to mm-hmm. the maps wiki but um that is yeah. like 
like a chunk of like big data you have to download. So you just want like one line of yeah. Moonlight Butterfly. But if you want like yeah. everything, go to NetsWiki. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're really nice too because in their uh, YouTube channel description, it says, uh, feel free to use anything I've done for your own projects. Oh, how sweet is that? Yeah. Um, yeah, so he does sound like he's like tired and bored and he's just yeah. like over it. Yeah. But also, his bed is broken. I never noticed that before. Like, do you see on the thumbnail? Is that yeah. what it looks like? Yes, yeah, his cell's a mess. What? Poor guy! So his bed is broken, so he has to sit by the bed? And he can't fix it because there's no wood in the nightmare? Well, like, <laughs> he can probably use the cleric beast scalp as, like, a pillow. He rolled it up. Yeah, but, like, you would roll down. Look, the bottom part is broken, so you just keep rolling down your bed. Oh, yeah, but, like, it's just the frame. It's no mattress, so you could just, like, lie on the ground. So he doesn't even have a mattress! What happened to his mattress? Are there any mattresses in Bloodborne? I don't know. The only place I can think of that would have nice beds would be Kanehurst, and that doesn't have any beds in it. Yeah, I'm, I feel like Kanehurst should have had more rooms we could explore with, like, chambers and, like, bedrooms. I'm almost certain it used to, because there's a bunch of buildings you never go into. Oh, Because that would have been cool. Like... But yeah, I'm really... I'm really disturbed by this Braidor situation. Like... Yeah. I mean, he should just go out of the cell and, like, go in the research hall or whatever. There are bats there. Maybe get a good night's sleep once in a while. I I think you um, are fundamentally misunderstanding how prison works. Because you're <laughs> suggesting he just go out of the cell. Yeah. Now, if you, if you could do that, it wouldn't be a very good prison. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. But he can do that in a way. Yeah, he can astrally project himself as a young Braidor. So maybe he should, like, astrally project himself to somewhere where there are bats. Like, he should astrally project himself to the cut chambers of Kanehurst. <sighs> Don't worry, Braidor, we will figure this out. What if he's guarding all the cut content? <gasps> like, every time Lance is about to dig something up, he appears, he's like, unending death. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we'll need to ask Lance. <laughs> You've looked too deeply into this data structure. <laughs> if I ask Lance, do you think this will be the moment he blocks me? <laughs> I feel like at this point, everyone who would have blocked you has done it by now. Oh yeah, because I do once in a while bug him about, hey, did you find any uh, Ludwig killed Maria content? Yeah. <laughs> and he's very nice about it. <laughs> when a bit works, it works. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and he posted on his Twitter um, the video of him hacking... Um, um, oh, God. I can't think. The, the snake thing boss. on the panel. 
No, no, the panel, the PAX panel or whatever. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. PAX Australia, yeah. Yeah, uh, what, what was he hacking? It's the horror game. Sell the Hill, yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. So that's really cool. Check out uh, check out his Twitter. What's his Twitter again? Manfight Dragon, as one word. There we go. Yeah, awesome. Um... And the projection of uh, Braidor wears the same set. It's just yeah. that he's younger. I think what they're doing there is they're trying to like uh, explain German changing. What do you mean? Because German, like you know, how German, he's the old guy in the wheelchair, and then when the fight mm-hmm. starts, he gets up, and like he's still oh. old, but he's wearing a different set, and he's like taller and everything. I think they're sort of trying to like. Explain, yeah, this is this can happen in the dreamlands. Like you can just change who you are sometimes. Like you can go back to an oh, early, okay. you can go back to an earlier version of yourself. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, cool, awesome. Um. Okay, so we covered why why no wait I still don't get why is he in a cell. It says so, like literally, just on his. Okay, what does it say? <sighs> Letter. If only you had a computer and could look this stuff up. <laughs> this is like when you're like, oh, we should do a podcast about Slavic folk tales. And then I show up and you're like, so Richard, tell us the story. Are you spoiling future podcasts, Richard? No, and then I said, like, shouldn't you know? No, well, I did, but I was like six, I've forgotten it. It's your job to know it now. <laughs> I think it's on Bredo's testimony. Okay. Mm-hmm. Afterward, he, Bredo, wore his ally's own scalp and hid himself away in a cell. The church provided him with a soundless spell of death to ensure their secrets would be kept. So, he has put himself in the cell, I guess. Um, I guess because he's maybe frightened that he's going to turn. Because that would fit with the bloodletting weapon that he's like trying to expel the blood from himself. Mm, okay. But like the church, uh, like it's the church's prison. Like the other hunters there are held there against their will, from what we can tell. But but he's the only one that put himself there. He may. It may have been like um, he may have asked to be locked away. I don't know. The, you the- see? So you see? No, no, no. You're like, I don't know. But when I asked it, you were like, oh, we just talked about it. No, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a... <laughs> Richie. What? I just had a cloud <laughs> appear next to my head. And the cl- in the cloud, <laughs> in the thought bubble... It was a projection to uh, one hour, one minute, and 20 seconds ago, where I was like, today we're going to do a professional podcast. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. 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 So he locked himself in the cell. There's two parts to this. Yeah. Braidor as an assassin is working for the church. The church gave him the bell. The church are the ones who tasked him with defending the secrets of the church 
from outsiders trying to figure out what was going on, right? Mm-hmm. And that is the church's prison. But it does also say Braidor hid himself away. So, like, it's not clear if, um, like, the, the, okay, what's really confusing is that when you, when you, um, go back down to the cell with the key, Braidor's, there's like a red phantom Braidor standing there and the two guards are dead. Which seems to imply that the red phantom Braidor killed them. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why he would do that. Because he, he's still trying to protect the church's secrets. It doesn't make any sense that he would kill like members of the church who are just standing there. Honestly, I think mm. it may it may just be a gameplay consideration because they don't want you to have to fight three guys at once. But um, it still doesn't make a great deal of sense. I don't know who is supposed to have killed. It may actually have been Simon that killed them, for all we know. <laughs> Let's be honest, Simon can't kill anything. Yeah, like, well, it it really doesn't line up very well. Mm-hmm. Do you think... Well, okay. Okay, but now this is contradictory information, Richie. Because uh. if he put himself in the cell, shouldn't he be able to leave any time? No, but it might be like... Because he's got the blood letter weapon that's what gets the blood out of you. So it could be that when his compatriot turned into a cleric beast... He started thinking, oh, I'm going to turn into a cleric beast next. So he mm-hmm. starts bloodletting and trying to get the blood out, and then he says, like, please lock me away, because okay. if I transform, I'll be a danger okay. to people. Yeah. I won't, I won't be a danger to people if you give me a bell that lets me kill them with my mind. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I don't quite get the whole situation. Maybe we'll have a Braidor part two. No. Yeah, I think that's what we're going to have to do. I think we'll have to just think over about this podcast. Yeah. And absorb all the information we have learned. Yeah. Oh, wait. Okay, wait, wait. We're supposed to look at his dialogue. Okay. Oh, no. Okay, last bit. We're just going to look at his dialogue and then we end this. <laughs> that's what the wind that's what the winter lanterns are doing. They're trying to talk like you like So we have Willem, we have the Winter Lanterns. So why, wait yeah, a minute, yeah. my imaginary language that I've had for years now <laughs> predicted... I think calling it a language is a bit of a stretch. It's just like... <laughs> Richie, the point is, it predicted in-game content. <laughs> to be fair, like, there are people who make a living as psychics who are less accurate than you. <laughs> Okay, so uh, you got you got Braidor's dialogue. Yeah. Okay, and Braidor is voiced by Neil Barry. 
<laughs> Try to say that again, because it's like, very nice voice, like, Neil Barry, it's like you're mocking him. No, I was yawning, because I'm also getting very tired. This was supposed to be over three hours ago. We were supposed to record, like, four podcasts in, like, three hours, but then this is, like, a third podcast in, like, six hours. I don't know. Wait, uh, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. So, his dialogue says, Are you a hunter? Well, that's very odd. Do you hear the toll of the bell? Okay. If you hear the bell, he says, Liar. Such pettiness will be your undoing. The beasts you seek will not be found here. Go back to your hunt. And if you have the chance, put this night behind you. Places better left untouched. Secrets better left alone. Only a fool would... So... Brazenly Rome. Yeah. What's brazenly? Braze it's like um uh like without caution, sort of like um would so like Carelessly? No no more like um like you're you're like doing it like without like without care, like you just sort of are doing it. Like um sort of like like um oh sorry it's tiring, hang on. Like um yeah, like, like, shamelessly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then if you hear nothing, he says, Very well. The beast you seek will not be found here. Go back to your hunt, and if you have the chance, put this night behind you, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And yeah. if you talk to him so, again... No, no, that, like, that's yeah. what I mean when I say that it's meant to remind you of what you're wearing. Because he's like, You still have the chance to put this all behind you. Don't uncover the secrets. Just leave. That's what I mean by him being in the forensic, because he's like, you, like, I used to be like you, this is where I've ended up. You now have the chance, like, to turn back and just, like, forget all of this. Yeah. Well, no, I think he's referring not not to the hunt, just to, to the stream. That's not what he's saying, Richie. He's like, go back to your hunt. Yeah. So he's not saying put everything behind you. He's just saying this specific dream, like this specific nightmare, get out of here. No, Go but back like, to your hunt. No, to discover, he means like, if you keep going, you will discover the horrible truth about everything. Just go back. It's like German saying, like, just kill a few beasts and don't think about yeah, it. Yeah, but you said it reminds you of the Foringer set or something. Because Braidor is wearing what you're wearing, right? Yeah, but talking, the words that he says does not remind us of that. Of, no, but of if, the you fact can that see, if you can see him, you see someone who is dressed like you were at the beginning of the game saying... Oh, but we're talking about the dialogue! We already said that! We already passed it! We're talking about dialogue now! We don't look at him for dialogue. We listen to him. You can see him through the door. Well, we already talked about it. <sighs> Bear in mind, some places are better left untouched, and some secrets are better left alone. Only fools do presently roam. Okay. Do you hear this? Fear the bells toll, for only death awaits foolish prying eyes, and the church assassins are never far behind. Hmm. So after you were invaded by his phantom, he tells you that. And I guess by this point you figure out that the red phantom is him. Richie? Yeah, it looks exactly like him. Hello? <laughs> okay. You're alive? <laughs> we're apparently not supposed to talk about what he looks like at this point. <laughs> it's just a just this massive 
ontological mess here, where we're supposed to discuss what he's saying separately from his physical form, and then discuss what he looks like without reference to what he says or does. So his next line is, well, well, look who's here. Who do you think he's referring to? The hunter. Oh, well, we don't, he doesn't say. He doesn't say. <laughs> it's the sort of thing they put in there to make you think. Maybe he's referring to the compatriot he killed. Maybe he's seeing his ghost. Yes, they're there in spirit, yes. <laughs> Yeah. It's like American Werewolf in London. He just sees, like, his dead friend talking to him. Yeah. Yeah. What if that's what he thinks? Oh, my God! Richie! I have an idea. Oh, God. (laughs) You know how Redgrave was like, he acts like he knows you? What if he sees in you the compatriot he killed? Yeah, probably. Yeah, so it's like maybe he thinks uh, the the compatriot is back to haunt him or or something like that. Oh, I thought I thought you meant like more like metaphorically, like he sees in you someone who fell to the. Oh well, yeah, metaphorically is much better actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Forget I said anything. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> well, well, look who's here. Welcome to my quarters. I've never entertained a guest before. What does that mean? Well, we can't know for sure. <laughs> well, I highly doubt he never entertained a guest before. People must have passed by the night well, there, may- like Simon passed by. Maybe they came, but he like he just wasn't very entertaining. He just sat there ringing his bell soundlessly until they left. <laughs> and he's just being <laughs> apologetic. He's like, I've never entertained a guest before. Like, I don't know what to do. There's nothing really here I didn't like. Aww. Yeah, he's like, I should, he should have called ahead. I would have, like, doesn't have a very good sound system down there. There's, like, nothing to <laughs> eat. He's like, well, I've got, like, a, if you give me a work and, like, find a, just a copy of Monopoly somewhere in here, we could play that for a while. Oh, that. <laughs> that adds, like, an extra level of sadness to him. He has a broken bed and one copy of Monopoly in his room. Yeah, he's like, look, I don't usually have guests. Can you just not, like, don't tell anyone how I live? It's really depressing. <laughs> it's like Lenny! Yeah, please don't tell anyone how I live. Yeah! <laughs> this is the second connection we have between Braidor and The Simpsons. I don't remember the first one, but I don't want to talk about it. I just want this to be over with, because it's, it's, the clock has just ticked over to 4.30 a.m. Okay, it's Sideshow Bob. Uh, but let's... <laughs> okay, read the next line. Are you going to kill me? After all you've done, kill me. As no, you're right. supposed to say, are you going to kill me? Are you going to kill me? <laughs> just, hey, you going to kill me? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, are you? Me? 
Yeah, that's the game using dialogue to convey a question. <laughs> are we? I don't. I don't know anymore. Are Are you talking to me as in Sin going to kill Richie, or are you Braidor and I'm the hunter? Well, well you're doing a pretty good job of killing me at the moment. <laughs> oh no! I don't think this is a healthy or sustainable lifestyle. Oh god! Okay, five minutes and we're no, done. No, it's Let's fine. Go. It's fine. <laughs> sustainable i'm like okay five minutes and you're like it's fine am i braidor because i'm just like in this depressing room <laughs> and like instead of having a bell i have a microphone <laughs> <laughs> i don't have any guests <laughs> in my defense i do tell you to go to sleep you tell me go to sleep so i can wake up so we can record again it's not like it's not altruistic. Regardless of the context, I do tell I do tell you when you wake up. Do I not yeah. tell you? Make sure you eat. Make sure yeah. you drink, and make yeah. sure you go to sleep on time. Yeah. So I'm trying to add healthiness to your lifestyle. Do you think that would be a good like, like church assassin character? He invades you to just remind you, like, to make sure to eat regularly. Um, <laughs> you've been playing the game for a long time. Get up and have a stretch. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, that would be cool. Okay, next, after all you've done. Let's go. Come on, Richie. Uh, after all you've done, kill me as if to right your wrongs. And then he finds that quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so, so does he know what we do, like killing beasts, or is he again hunted by his no, best he, friend? No, he knows that you kill beasts because he outright says, like, go back to your hunt. Like, he knows you're a hunter. Okay, perfect, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. go, next. No, but I don't understand why he's, like, I don't know why killing him writes any, like, because you don't have to kill Braidor. Well, yeah, because he's a church assassin, so he assassinates people. So killing him could be like revenge for all the people he killed or something. But I don't if know. you if you defeated the orphan and the curse on Yana went away, he wouldn't need to do that anymore. But that's his purpose. That's what he wants to do. Does he, does he just get bored? He's just okay. Well, the thing is, you know, he's just like that's his job. He's kind of stuck there because he's like he's like I should I should look for something better, but he's in a routine, you know. <laughs> I should look for something better. I'll just I'll just pop on and see what other jobs are available in the Hunter's Nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's like so. Actually, yeah, when you kill the orphan, um, he's like, oh well, looks like I'm gonna be laid off. Better look for a new opportunity. So you're gonna do something good for him. Yeah. I don't know if this answers the question or has any relevance to it, but I don't remember what you asked 30 seconds ago. Because he says, like, I didn't ask anything, because when he says, like, are you going to kill me? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like an open-ended question, because it's not like this is a boss fight that starts them saying, are you going to kill me? Because you, you don't oh. actually have to kill him at all, you can just leave it. Ri it, it Richie, I know, yeah. I know what happened. Yeah. Okay. So he he talks to people, I guess, or whatever, or he reads Twitter or something, and somebody must have been like, do you know what the hunter did? He jumped into the lake, and Rom was just chilling there, and he completely destroyed Rom. So that news 
got to Braidor, and he's like, oh, look, it's that crazy hunter, you're gonna kill me now? Why isn't Braidor guarding the lake, then? So that's more useful. No! Mm. That's okay, we've got, we've got Yuri doing that, and Willem. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> so, or maybe it was, maybe, maybe Willem tweeted it out. Like, I told the guy, don't go to the lake, he jumps in the lake, he kills Rom, and Braidor follows Willem. And so he's like, oh, and that's how he, he thinks, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go on, let's go. What is it? Go on, Richie. What, what line are we on now? What is it? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Uh, well, he says, aren't you going to kill me the same thing as we just talked about? Then he says, perhaps beg my forgiveness. Okay, um, that doesn't make sense. Why? Why would the hunter beg Raider's because forgiveness? They're, because they're trespassing in the hamlet. So they'd be like, I'm sorry I trespassed in the hamlet. Oh, okay, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Next. And then he says, just go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next. 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 <laughs> next. 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 This is you like as a character in the game. The next. Well, <laughs> 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 like you're, you're the NPC, which I scroll for you, darling. Don't cut me off. Let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. And if you kill him in the cell, he says, nothing changes, such is the nature of men. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. And uh, if he kills you, he says, unending death awaits those who pry into the unknown. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like that would probably have a lot more impact if he were remotely difficult, but he's not. Mm. He's one of the easiest fights in the game. And I think it's it's disappointing that, like, the church assassin, who is supposed to be, like, the thing that's keeping you, like, hiding their secrets, is, like, not as difficult as fucking choir intelligence at Edgar. Okay, well, to his defense, he's been sitting in the cell without a bed for years. Does he even have a weapon? He has the blood letter. In his cell? No, I'm talking about the one who invades you. Oh. I thought you were complaining about no. incel Braidor. No. <laughs> no. Did you just call him incel Braidor? Like inside the cell. Incel. Yeah, that's, yes, that's what you meant. Oh my god, no! Oh god! <laughs> no. You know what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the 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 red phantom braider that invades you is like not remotely difficult. I found him pretty challenging. You can just R one spam him to death, like really easily. I guess I was trying to use tactics like a professional. Then it'd be good if, like, you beat him, and then he's like, "Well, in the top tier hunting community, we don't resort to <laughs> tactics like that." 
You're supposed to do an emote and then give me time to apply a, a weapon buff first. Yeah, exactly. No healing. <laughs> and then he accuses you of using hacked gems. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, that's probably Braidor Church Assassin that we just talked about. I'm just, okay. God, there's 82 minutes. Oh. Were they at least very professional and on topic 82 minutes? <laughs> Do you think we achieved the goal? We set out to achieve. Oh no! What? Oh no! Oh no! What? Everything that's happened. <laughs> that sounded like such a said. Oh no! I thought something really happened. I thought you got like a text or something. That's like oh no! no. Like no. Well, the second thing that happened is that we've recorded this for uh, eighty-three minutes. <laughs> yeah, this was supposed to be like twenty. Mm. 20 on topic minutes. Do you want me to edit it so it's 20 minutes? <laughs> <sighs> no. <laughs> I will deal with this. <laughs> it's my burden to carry. <laughs> you need like a brain or equivalent who invades you when you start podcasting and going off topic. <laughs> No. Yeah. You know, I just thought of something when I was like, it's my burden. I just remembered the thing with Lorian and Lothric, and yeah. you're Lothric and I'm Lorian, and I still didn't ask Ike to draw that. Yeah. It's just something I remembered. My eyes hurt. <laughs> okay, do the outro, Richie. That was Greydor, the Church Assassin. Part one. <laughs> that was Greydor, the Church Assassin. He's um, he's a, uh, he is uh, invades you in the Hamlet, and then I don't know how this is this long. Thank you, great outro, Richie. It's 4.41 a.m. on the 4th of November. 4414? Is that a code? No! <laughs> Do you want a podcast about it? <laughs> Alright, Richie. Thank you. You did awesome. As usual, great job. Um, this was Happy Claps. I know I don't give you a lot of those, but you deserve this one. So that was the... That was, uh... That was yeah. the third thing we recorded, uh, t tonight. We recorded for, like, let's see, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2. Six hours, huh? Jesus Christ. Yeah. 